Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. I'm Ann Ortley, and I'm broadcasting from my hotel room in Gainesville, Florida, where I recently attended the wonderful, wonderful first vibrational astrology conference hosted by Dave and, David and Faye Cochran and a number of really brilliant astrologers. Um, I'd been, you know, talking, I guess, to friends. I don't think I've actually talked about it on the radio show. But I've been, you know, an astrologer now for 24 years. And I was kind of thinking, you know, like my practice is good. My life is good. What do I want to do next? You know, and so I was kind of, you know, casting about for what I would do next. And um, and then I saw this conference. And I thought, wow, I don't know anything about vibrational astrology. Let me go. So you know how kaleidoscopes work, right? You know how kaleidoscopes work? And, of course, I take piano lessons with a very wonderful piano teacher, Joseph Ballant. And, you know, we're always talking about harmony and the harmonizing. And I'm having a big old Neptune transit. And I thought, well, he's got a vibrational astrology. It sounds interesting, you know, about the vibrations of the planets. So it was a great conference. I learned tons of stuff. It's kind of like the laser beam it's like a laser beam in astrology, you know, where you can really narrow in on stuff and figure out things, really interesting stuff. So I had a great time, learned a lot of stuff, and um, head back for home tomorrow. So uh, broadcasting tonight from the black desk in the hotel room (laughs) here at the uh, Gainesville Holiday Inn, I believe I'm at Fairfield Inn, I guess, Uh, part of the the Marriott chain. And, uh, you know, it's off we go. Beautiful Florida weather, Gainesville, Florida, alligators, crocodiles, and um, uh, University of Florida. Right, we drove right by it. So, um, learning vibrational astrology down here. So it's been interesting, and it's been it's got a process. You know, like my my brain would remember when you learn new things and your brain gets full, and then it kind of shuts off. And it goes, oh man! And then I would, I would just kind of, my brain has to shut off now, you know. And it would, it would, you know, I would dry, I would just go, okay, just float with the information. Don't, don't obsess. You have to memorize everything. Just flow with it. Go with the vibration. So that's what I did. So it was very fun. And one of the interesting things in it was we were talking about <laughs> the vibrations of the parties, the political parties. It was one of the last things that David said. And he said that um, that the, the Democrats are the party of nine, and the weaknesses of the, what nines are all about is collaboration, community, you know, and uh, connecting, and that Obama, Biden, and Clinton bill all had nine vibration charts, and that the weakness of the nine vibration is indulgent and you won't stand up and you aren't holding people accountable. And so that's the the ninth house, ninth harmonic. So I said, so what are Republicans? He goes, Republicans are a combination of 13 and 11 vibration. And then off the cuff, he said, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's a congresswoman out of New York in New York City, who AOC, who gets a lot of traction, who was elected on her Saturn return um, to office after being a waitress and a bartender, um, with the long hair, picked on for dancing. You know, I'm sure you know who she is. But at any rate, he said, yeah, her birth time came out a couple weeks ago, and I looked at her chart, and she's a 13-9. So she's off the charts. 
Now, of course, the nine is the Democrats and the 13 is the Republicans. Of course, that's why the Republicans are so freaking obsessed with her. But that she also is going to make huge changes in this country. You know, she's going to radically reposition things. So because she's at 13, nine off the charts, vibration, I was like, ooh, that's interesting. Um, And there was a wonderful cloak, cloak from Nicholas Tesla that said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. So on that note, we'll go into the rest of the week. And it's going to be a vibrating kind of week, okay? Uh, One of the things that's happening is all the personal planets are making aspects to Saturn and Pluto. Last week, Pluto went into the south node on Thursday. And uh, this week, all the personal planets dance with him. Uh, And so that brings up the story from last week, and it really pushes it to the forefront A number of people had their lives. One good friend of mine lost her beloved dog of 16 years. I had a friend who had a, um, whose daughter had a heart surgery. I've got a friend who's dying of cancer. I've had a couple clients who've had huge traumas in their life. It's just kind of hard to keep up, frankly, with all the stuff that's going on. And I haven't been able to because it's been very overwhelming energetically. But what we're going to be working with this week is what we're what our plan is now that we've had the experience, now that we've had the event. Uh, and our job is to move forward with that and to understand, okay, new moon in Aries, starting energy, new moon of the new year, starting a new year or a new season, depending on which way you want to work it. And we're in that new moon energy. But this week also, because all the personal planets aspect Saturn and Pluto, who are hanging out with the south node, they're inviting us to kind of clear things out and to really be pristine in our work. Because Saturn and Pluto dancing with the South Node are saying, what is the thing that needs to transform in you and how does it need to transform? And then secondly, now that it's gone and transformed, what's the new structure you want to place in? So similar to when you renovate a kitchen, you know, or renovate a room and you start taking, I remember when my friend Ann Dunford was renovating the kitchen in her house and she took down the wall and she realized there was all this stuff behind the wall and now the now the project just grew right that's pluto you take down the wall and you look behind it and you go oh wow there's a lot more here that i have to handle that i didn't know about in her case it was leaks and some mold and some so you know just start cleaning it out and it's a cleaning it out kind of energy Um, and releasing and letting go with the idea being as each of the personal planets have a conversation with Saturn, Pluto, and the node, they're they're all chatting, right? They're all chatting, and they're all saying, okay, so I can help this way. You know, think of it as, you know, a, a harmonious opportunity for the planets to contribute in the way that they can, uh, both uh, Mercury and Venus are in water, so they're going to soften stuff up. The sun is going to um, have a hard aspect because he's in late Aries and he's squaring the nodes. Mars in Gemini also has a hard aspect because he's in an air sign aspecting Earth planets. So all of them are kicking up and talking to the nodes of fate this week, making this a very fated week, F-A-T-E-D. 
So like Friday was Kathy Lee Gifford's last day. This this is the week when she packs up and she moves to Nashville. I got it right this time. Um, people wrote, she's not going to Memphis, she's going to Nashville. I'm like, oh, you know, Tennessee is a long, skinny state, and both of those cities make music, very different kinds of music, but they both make music. And when Memphis, that was, you know, that was Elvis. That was, you know, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. And then, of course, Nashville, you know, it's a very vibrant musical city, too. So apologies to my listeners in Tennessee who I offended by not knowing the difference between your two cities. But they both make music. You have that wonderful little street in Memphis with all the bands on it. And then in Nashville, you have, of course, country western land, you know. So, it's you know, I'm, I'm more an Elvis girl. What can I say? Uh, but but we do like the country westerns. So Kathy Lee off to uh, which one again? Nashville, right? So at any rate, for all of us, the choices from last week move forward into this week and help us make action activities and forward motion. Um, friend of mine's mom fell, broke her hip. She's in her 90s. She's getting a new hip this week. Well, that all's going to be a whole bunch of new stuff coming in. So just watch what the choices were last week and this week. How you're going to use them work with them, move forward with them, go go forward. And and, it, and Ortley Astrology, I've mentioned it a couple times, but I don't think I've mentioned it on this show. The beloved Kate is leaving. Her last day is this week. And um, she's going to be my assistant, Kate. She's, Rose will still be there. But Kate is moving on after seven years of working with me. And Rose and I keep going, I, I keep going, well, I have to, you know, I can't, I can't even use the words replace Kate because there is no replacement for Kate. She's pretty terrific. Most of you, if you've written to the office, have dealt with her. So if you get a chance today or tomorrow or the next day, send her a goodbye note because she's off to pursue the next chapter of her life. And of course, seven years, we know that's Saturn. And then um, we're moving forward. So I'm going to probably be looking for some new help. Uh, not until I get back from uh, Tuscany in May, and once all these retrogrades, <laughs> Pisces clears up. Um, so, you know, we'll be a little short staff, so hopefully we'll be on your emails and responding, but give us a day or so if we're we're lagging. It's just a month, and I thought, well, if I, if I hire somebody now and then I go to Italy for two weeks, hire them when you get back. Uh, so forward and goodbye to Kate, who's been absolutely uh phenomenal so we will we will totally miss her her gemini energy and her pisces moon you know very dear and of course (laughs) when i said to one of my friends she was leaving who's also a client she goes she's the tough one right i said yeah you know she's pretty tough she's like and doesn't have any availability get in line right she goes oh wow so she's leaving so can i get in a little earlier (laughs) and i went what and she goes, well, the tough one's leaping, so you know it's going to be all, all hands off. I said, no, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to be tough now, you know, because she's leaving. She's my toughie, um, and she does yell at me a lot about things in a good way. You know, she's very much about now. And there was a point there. I go over a lot of times in readings, which I don't charge people for. I just go over, and you know, give extra time. But of course, time is money. So a couple of months there, she was making lists of how much I'd gone over and telling me how much money I didn't collect. (laughs) And I was like, wow, you really should be an accountant instead of an actress. But, yeah, so she's she's very good at these things. So she will be sorely missed. And uh, it's going to be a sad day in the office when she when she packs her 
packs her bag and hangs over her keys. And I know the cats are going to miss her too. So shout out to Kate for all the wonderful years of support, service, you know, taking care of all you guys who are clients um, and who write in. So, so forward with the week. The moon, the moon today is in Taurus, of course, which is lovely. And it has a great closing aspect tomorrow morning at, uh, with the trine to Pluto. And then the moon is void most of tomorrow, going into Gemini at 5.15 p.m. And then it's in Gemini um, Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday through 1.27 p.m. when it goes void with a lovely opposition to Jupiter. And it says goodbye to the Gemini. That's going to tenth is going to be Kate's last day. We're going to. We always go to a play. You know, we you know we have I have theater people working for me, so we usually do an outing with a play. So this year we're going to Hades Town. So we're going to the matinee on Wednesday the tenth, and then we'll wave goodbye to Kate as she gets on the subway. Wednesday is also the day that Jupiter stations to go retrograde. Um, and then uh, forward, so the afternoon from 1.27 p.m. on the 10th, all afternoon is void with the moon going into Cancer um, on the 10th at 11.30 p.m. And then it's in Cancer Thursday, it's in Cancer Friday, and it goes void on Friday the, uh, the 12th with a trine to Mercury. Um, and the trine to Mercury, of course, is moon Mercury trine is kind of a forward motion. And it goes void at 7.33 p.m. Friday night. And then it goes into Leo, 3.50 a.m. on Saturday morning, the 13th. And then it's in Leo on all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And it goes void next Sunday, the 14th, uh, with the moon trying the sun. So the moon in Leo is trying to the sun in Aries. And then it goes into Virgo bright and early, morning of the 15th, day of the taxes being due. Uh, and the Virgo moon next week on the 16th. The 15th, the 16th, has a nice Venus-Moon opposition, which is, of course, we're all going to be paying more taxes this year as part of our uh, new tax program, our new tax plan. Friday is the super, super busy day this week. Wednesday's no slouch. Um, A lot of choices this week. Closing aspects are hard, so do expect things to leave or depart. Void moons all day Monday, basically till 515 and then on Wednesday afternoon from 127 until 11:30 at night. So those are your void moons to watch, adjust for your time zone. And then void uh, Friday at 7:33 p.m., which our West Coast people will feel in the late afternoon. And then that's it. Those are the void moons. Um, so it's kind of a busy week with all the stuff hitting the nodes. So let's talk about that next. So remember last week, Pluto went into the south node. So we all were facing some kind of letting go or releasing or this is done. There's a finishing end. Pluto, of course, rules bones and hips. It rules uh, things where we have been transformed. Uh, And, you know, in some cases, you know, friend's dog died. You know, it's Pluto, Pluto on the south node. It's releasing things that are, are you're finished with on some level or you're ready to be let go of. And remember, Pluto is dancing in the south node just once, but Saturn dances in it three times this year. And also, Pluto hits his planetary nodes three times this year, and Saturn hits his planetary node three times next year. So this is a major, major, major aspect that is a long-term ongoing for a year and a half, two years, 
restructuring. And your job when this is going on is to look in your Capricorn house and figure out at what's at 22, 24 in that area, and then what's at 15 where Saturn is, and uh, give yourself permission, or what's at 20 where Saturn is, and give yourself permission to release things and let them go and say, okay, I'm done with that, right? Because that's how you can help the energy work productively in your life. So in my case, we're throwing away things, it was really interesting. I had a little mini vibrational reading from a lovely woman named Clarissa here in New York in, in Gainesville. And she said, so you live in a pristine environment, eh? You know, like nothing around, kind of very zen-like. And I kind of looked at her and I thought, oh, am I supposed to be doing it like that? Because <laughs> if you've been to my house, every feng shui person that comes in and goes, you have a lot of stuff. And I'm like, I do. I'm, you know, I got a lot of cancer in my chart. I collect everything and hold on to it. So I'm like, really, I'm supposed to live in a pristine environment? Is there something wrong with my chart there? Um, so at any rate, yeah. So release, release. So in this week, the sun, of course, he aspects Saturn on the 10th. He aspects the node of fate on the 12th. And he aspects Pluto on the 13th. And in his case, he's in Aries. He's squaring them. This is what's called in the bends when the lights square the planets in a node and they make you make a choice. They say to you, what is it you want to choose and how do you want to choose it and where are you going now that you've made that choice? Once he finishes going through the bends, he clips uh, Eris on the 13th. And before he clips Eris, before he goes through the bends, he's opposite Pallas Athena on the 9th. So he gets some idea about what's coming. He's a little bit drugged because he's got an aspect to Neptune on the 7th, and he's not necessarily listening to Venus, who's trying to be helpful, but she's on the other side of the equator, so she's contraparallel to him. So he's not taking her advice. He's going along, doing his own thing, and you know those Aries, and he's answering to Mars, he's answering to Mars and Gemini, which means he's probably going to have to do it two times but he's still barreling along. So he's opposite of Cena and he's not listening to her. And she's retrograde, so she might even be giving him some bad advice. But this is the week when you might reverse things. So I was talking to my friend who's in the process of getting a divorce, and she was pretty pissed off at partner because partner didn't do what they were supposed to. So she's like, so I'm going to tell the lawyer to rip up the divorce decree. And I'm like, well, you know, that'll certainly provoke a reaction if you do it this week with these aspects. So Saturn square, Sun square Saturn, Sun square the nodes, Sun square Pluto. I am not in the mood to not have the power, all right? And so we can expect the tweet master to really be tweeting. Apparently he read the Mueller report over the week, last week, or somebody told him what was in it because now he's tweeting trash about the Mueller report. So I'm like, all right, we really need to see that report. And at the end of the week, the sun trines Jupiter, which is nice. That's on the 14th, which is, okay, now we're done. But this is a very stressful week. People are going to be having anxiety attacks or anxious stories or really just working on a deeper, deeper level emotionally. Mercury this week is going, and and the sun, by the way, I didn't say this at the beginning, the sun is going from 17 Aries through 24 Aries. So anything that you have between 17 and 24 is going to get triggered. Mercury this week is going from 20 Pisces to 28 Pisces. She's in, he's in water, and he's, I said she because Venus is in water too, so no one insult Mercury. He's in water, 
And so he's making aspects. Remember, he's going from 20 to 28, the same thing the sun is doing, only one sign later, one sign earlier. Um, so he's in Pisces. So he has a sextile to Saturn on the 7th. He aspects the nodes of fate in an easy way on the 9th, inviting you to choose something. Then he hits Pluto uh, with a sextile on the 10th, encouraging stuff right as sun goes to square the nodes. So hopefully the sun will listen to Mercury, seeing he's not listening to Venus. On the 12th, he has an aspect of a square to Jupiter. And then he also squares the partnership planet on the 14th. And then he says, okay, forward, full steam ahead. He's going from 20 to 28. He still is in his Mercury retrograde shadow, which he's been in since the beginning of February, middle of February, and all last month. But this is the cleanup. As he goes through the last few degrees and gets to 29 Pisces next week, he'll finish clearing the shadow. So this is your last revision opportunity. Venus this week is going from 14 Pisces to 24 Pisces. Getting a theme here. So first the Sun, then the Mercury, then the Venus, and then Mars too. We're not going to leave Mars out. Uh, They're all aspecting the nodes and Saturn and Pluto. So Venus this week, she starts off with a little fight with the Sun because he's not listening to her on April 7th. And then she's like, all right, well, go ahead and be that way. Let's see how this works for you. You can almost see... Nancy Pelosi clapping her hands, Venus clapping her hands like Nancy Pelosi did at the State of the Union. She has a semi-square to, to Uranus, so expect unexpected news on the 9th. She gets really kind of emotional and really sensitive on the 10th when she joins Neptune. Now, last week, Mercury joined Neptune on Wednesday. Venus joins Neptune this week on the 10th on Wednesday also. And so she starts to clear Neptune, which means she's going to be a little more emotionally clear. Then she gets into her dance with Saturn and the nodes and Pluto. So she hits Saturn on the 12th. She has an aspect to the nodes on the 13th, and she has an aspect Pluto on the 14th. All easy flowing aspects. So Mercury goes through first, the sun comes through second, and then Venus goes through third. So she finishes up right around the time that, uh, right after the sun finishes up. And, you know, on the day that the sun is trying to Jupiter, she's in a sextile to Pluto. So there's a really nice sense of them working together. And remember, it's a water trine, so it's going to encourage the healthy growth. It's going to encourage the movement towards health. It's going to encourage the movement towards a new beginning. There is a a hard aspect with her to Eris, so she's going to try and minimize any arguments or stuff, and she also has a square to Jupiter on the 15th of April where the sun trines him, so Jupiter-Venus, of course, is kind of an abundance aspect, a little over the top. Sometimes you do too much, but that's okay. You want to do too much. It's a good thing. Um, Mars, of course, is also aspecting them. Now, he's in Gemini, and he's an early Gemini. So he's going from five Gemini through eight Gemini. But he is one, is in his, he's in what is called a sesquiquadrate to um, Saturn and Athena and the nodes and Pluto. And then he's in the semi-squared Eris, and he's in contraparallel to Jupiter. So he's in Gemini. He's a little contentious. 
You know, so when Mars is in Gemini, there's an element of him that is um, argumentative. Um, and so, of course, it's in Gemini down here at the, at the conference. And so my luggage got lost, but then it wasn't lost. We got to the hotel. The elevator was out, but then they fixed it. So I was the third floor. I was the first floor. I was back on the third floor. Uh, you know, people were like, well, you know, what did that? And, you know, well, you know, I made a comment to someone that this is a really, this is like a friggin' laser beam or a nuclear, you have the keys to the nuclear power of the chart. So there's like a couple of people I think of, I don't really want them to learn about vibrational astrology. And I have to say, I've never had that reaction before to astrology, but I just could see the potential for this. Uh, having a huge impact, similar to when um, when I was at Pepsi, which was probably a nodal return from this, and they came out with those sound machines where they could target sound, and you could walk by the um, the Pepsi machine as you were filling your gas up, and it would play the sound of soda running, so it would make you want to buy a soda. That's how they were selling it to us. But they said, no, no, there's a lot of nuclear, there's a lot of interest with this with the Army because they can make these sound horns that can take you down with sound because they can distinctly target the sound right on the person. And I remember thinking, really, they're doing that with sound? You know, like making your ears hurt so much, you fall to the ground? This is kind of like this vibrational astrology because one of the things we were getting into was at the end, wow, you can really spot when an accident's going to happen. So, you know, you can look and do the vibration of stuff and really pinpoint it right down to this is when it's going to happen, which a lot of times you can do in hindsight. You know, you look back and you go, oh, yeah, there's an accident, but you don't normally have the foresight because it's too complicated to do. But now with this new thing, it's not too complicated to do. You can spot it ahead of time and say that's when it's going to happen and actually almost use it as a rectification technique. It's interesting. And so, you know, the initial studies, now they're doing accidents. And, you know, and the guy, David Cochran, was saying, well, the government's interested and the insurance companies are interested. And, well, yeah, of course they're interested. And I'm like, this is like a nuclear power weapon, being able to go in and understand the vibrations of stuff and anticipate when it's going to happen. So I was like, hmm. That's the Mars and Gemini. It's good and it's bad. You know, it's like too much of one thing versus too much the other way. You know, it's potent regardless. And so that range of it can be this or that. And then we were sitting talking at lunch about uh, foxglove uh, and digitalis comes from that. And one of the women next to me was a witch and she said, um, well, you know, it's one of my favorite plants because you can use it for health or you can use it to kill somebody. And I'm like, yeah, right, <laughs> Mars and Gemini. So at any rate, that's this week. Mars and Gemini, semi-sextile, sesquiquadrate Saturn, sesquiquadrate Athena, sesquiquadrate the south node, semi-square the north node, and sesquiquadrate Pluto. And that all happens on the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th. So that's going to be the lead-in, right? We're going to have the Mars kick everything off. And then we're going to have the Sun, the Venus, Mercury do his thing, carry the information to us. And then we're going to have the Sun do his thing. And then we're going to have Venus do her thing. So it's an interesting week. So as Mars hits the uh, hits Saturn, which is the seventh today, which we were sitting talking really 
about the the impact of this new kind of, you know, because it's harnessing the power of astrology with the power of computers. Uh, and then with Palace Athena, and then with the nodes of fate, be careful how you use it. You know, you're trying to sell somebody soda at a gas station, making the pouring sound of soda. That's different than you've got a machine that you can take people to their knees because you're blasting them with a sound wave that cripples them, right? It's just, you know, it's a matter of amount. Um, so the same thing with this technique. It's got an enormous potential, but it's a little, I was like a little freaked, frankly, in a good way. But at the same time, you know, uh, <laughs> I was just a little freaked. I guess I'll leave it at that. So with the Mars sesquicuadrate Pluto, um, this is a this is a forward motion thing, and then it has the semi square, and then of course Jupiter is stationing to go retrograde at 24, and moving backwards, and Saturn is sesquicuad, and that's on the 10th, Wednesday the 10th. Wednesday the 10th is big, and the Jupiter opposite Juno is big. And then uh, Chiron is hitting Vesta, the home and hearth planet, on the 9th, so it's a great opportunity for new housing. And Ceres is also stationing retrograde at 14 Sag this week. Um, so we have a couple of retrogrades and a couple of forward motion energies and lots and lots of stuff in the heavens for us to look at and say, so what, do I, what is my choice around this? How do I want to use this? What do I want to do with it, and what's the purpose of it? So it's an interesting forward motion for all of us. Um, I'm going to be, I ran into a couple people from Lilydale, so a reminder, I'm going to be in the Buffalo area the first the week, first weekend in June, uh, speaking in Buffalo and then speaking at Lilydale. Uh, information on my website, then June 1st, 2nd and Friday the May 31st, and then the following week on June 7th and 8th and 9th, I'll be in Toronto, and I'll be doing a Mapping Your Life workshop, which is great fun, and I really, really encourage people to come and do it because we really just delve into your chart and learn all sorts of cool stuff. And, of course, uh, Tuscany in a couple of weeks. So one of, somebody signed up last week. Shout out to Danette. I uh, hope you bring Sloan, and if not, that's okay. Looking forward to having you there. And um, the, hopefully all of you have a great week. Remember, choices are important this week. It's a very, very intense emotional week around our direction. And um, hopefully you all have a great week, and um, I will go forward and study my vibrational astrology and learn the secrets of the universe. Me and Nicholas Tesla. The secrets are there in the energy, the frequency, and the vibration. So take care, all of you, and I will catch, catch you next week around from the bright red desk. Bye-bye.